There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hey guys, coming up, we have a New York Comedy Festival show. It's called Culture, and I don't think so, honey, Deathmatch. Team Matt versus Team Bowen. Ten people on each team fighting hard to see who can give the most amazing I don't think so, honeys. It's on November 7th. That's a Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Again, for New York Comedy Festival. Tickets are available right now. And then at the Brooklyn Podcast Festival on November 18th at 10 p.m., we have our third installment of I Don't Think So, Honey, live at the Bell House. We're so excited to... finally perform there with a brand new roster of 50 comedians uh, doing their amazing inaugural I Don't Think So Honeys live uh, for a rabid crowd. We can't wait. See you there. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Let me tell you all, Matt Rogers, my Mm -hmm. co-host, is currently straddling the back of his chair. And what about it? Like a fucking Backstreet Boy or the Spice Girls in their live Istanbul show. Performing naked? Naked, yes, you know what I'm talking about? I'm so happy that you did that. Oh my God. Because I remember I had the VHS tape of the Spice Girls concert, and there's one, they're naked. They're naked. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the... The Spice Girls tour VHS, but they are naked, singing naked, and like the chairs, the backs of the chairs are covering their and areola. At one point, Jerry, who you know was the fastest of all of them, fastest rises out of her chair a little bit, and the amount of like areola, you don't see any areola. You see the vagina. 
No, you see almost the areola. Okay. And I feel like that, to, for me, even as a confused First of all, just boy. a racy, crazy thing to see as a seven-year-old. Racy. Racy. Is one word for it, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, um, that reminds me of the time when I saw the trailer for Moulin Rouge the first time, and I turned to my mom and I said, I want to see that. And she said, no, no, that looks racy. <laughs> Katrina. She was right. It was yeah. a racy film. Um, but listen, what I'm sitting like this because I feel it's more comfortable for me, but the jury's out on that because I've been sitting... So only like this for a brief. Do you want few me to? Seconds. Do you want me to like stall and fill in the time as you readjust, or no? Because you know what you can do. You know what I trust you to do while I readjust. What? Give the credits. I give the credits. Okay, but I will give the credits, <laughs> guys. This is Las Culturistas history. This is our first return guest on a recorded episode. So Pat Regan famously is our. On a weird technicality, our first return guest, but this is our first return guest with a prior recorded episode. To make it to air. To make it to air. (laughs) So, guys. As um, Beyonce would say, this is a pivotal moment. As Beyonce would say, famously. (laughs) You ever listen to the B-Day album and you listen to Resentment? And then you you let resentment play through, and there's, the a, there's a there's a pause all the time, and then it's a Beyonce spoken word intro to listen, and she says, "I really wanted to do this next song, which I wrote for the film Dreamgirls, which AKA we know she did not fully write that okay. song. Okay, but anyway, and she says this song is, well, it's a pivotal moment in the <laughs> film, and it's just like she's reading off some cards. I mean. That's fine. That's fine. It's totally fine. I was just quoting. Okay. Now do your do your job. So here are the credits, babe. As Matt readjusts his unsustainable posture on his chair. You guys, this is a true blue culturista. He's he's one of our closest friends. Um, he has. You will have just seen his half hour on Comedy Central. Fucking slayed the house down boots. Also, his album is coming out, Model Minority. It is so good. We were at both live recordings, baby. Yes. And uh, he killed both recordings. Honestly, excited to see which cuts made it from either night. I definitely was watching both nights saying, I wonder which cut. Me too, me um, too. And I feel like no matter what, yes. people would be very satisfied. Very satisfied. Ha ha. <laughs> and um, God, he's just otherwise prolific. You've seen him on Conan. And you will see him on Conan. And you will see him on Conan and you, you've seen him on Comedy Knockout. Uh, the list goes on. Guys, please welcome our friend, Joel, Joel Kim, Kim Booster. Booster. Oh, this Hi. is thrilling. Okay. To be the first. That's right, Pat Regan, the first the return first. guest. <laughs> now, Pat holds a real um, place in Las Culturistas, I guess, fan, uh, not fandom, what would you call it? Canon. The canon. Yeah. As, you know, the icon of The original, winner. the third co host of Las Culturistas. <laughs> One, that, did I ever, t- I will spill tea right now. No, don't do no, this. I will spill the tea here and the tea will burn through the ground. It's so hot. Oh, no. Don't. One time Bowen said to me, maybe we should get a third co host. No, I did not phrase it and that I way. And I said, how dare you? I said. And he said, I just feel like you could be better. He never said <laughs> oh that. My but God. he did. He did. He, I would floated go the idea by you. I said, Hey, just a wild idea. What if we got a third co-host? Like, what if? I couldn't believe. And I was I was like, because I'm listening to this Pat episode, and it's so fun. And, like, maybe every now and then. I like, couldn't. I can't imagine. You wouldn't <laughs> be neither. able. You wouldn't be able to have. I love Pat. I think Pat is one of the most <laughs> underrated comedians in the community. Yes, yes, I agree yes, with I agree. you. I think the industry needs to take note of Pat Regan. But. 
But I can't imagine. This, it would be a, th- a three-person podcast every time. <laughs> I, th- where, there wouldn't be room. There, there wouldn't be room there wouldn't for be someone room. beyond Pat. Literally, there wouldn't be room at this table. We've said so many times it's a small table. It's HPJ, a small get table. us a bigger table. I mean... You're on a th- you're a Time Out Best Podcast Ugh. award winner award. Okay, but also a lot of things have changed since I I made that statement because um our, our Bowen right. is currently uh oh pulling up Pat Regan's Insta story. Pat yeah. no 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 not an not an Insta story. Pat Regan sent me this menacing bullying video. <gasps> In reference to our upcoming show, Culture, as part of the New York Comedy Festival, which we can announce right now. Yes, that we're sitting with. One of the judges. One of the judges you, of yes. culture. He, and he and I have had some antagonism going on in the last few days. Well, I will say, I wouldn't say it was an antagonism for me. I think no. you came for me on uh, Facebook post, which was not a smart strategy. I come did for, no such thing. Come for a judge online. You initiated this antagonism. I didn't. I just I after merely the, the teams, was the team rosters went out. You said, "Wow." A lot of heavy hitters on Matt's team. Someone's feeling confident. Yes, and I, I would Seems say, fair to me. No, I would say that is a, a pretty team. neutral. No, I didn't say anything you about the quality of your team. team. I didn't say a goddamn thing about your team. I didn't you say. You implied. You tacitly no. said that my team had Listen, weaker players. If you want to project that onto my comment, if you want to project ill intent onto me, one of your closest friends. Then that's your decision. That's also, your prerogative. Also, a judge. I don't know, bitch. I don't know if you're jet lagged or what. Okay. But this is outrageous. No, this is him all the time. I don't know about this. Well, the, the point He's is a sensational. I want to play. No, I want to play this video. This very menacing, bullying video. Honestly, and I will post. Um, by the time this episode releases, oh my I'm God. sure this will make it online. Yeah, this you got to hear this. So, Pat is really in rare form. Oh, so I should preface this by saying that the way that our teams were chosen was Matt and I, at the same time, I was at the airport in Brisbane, and Matt was God knows where. Um, but we at the same we arranged a time for us to send each <laughs> Matt other. That was God probably knows on where. some street corner in <laughs> yeah. Prospect Park, cooking and looking, cooking and looking, and we arranged a time for us to send our picks. Uh, at the same time, so no one like. I believe would... it was two thirty p.m. Uh, and for me, that was like you know another eight time. hours ahead. Eight, uh, Six s- something like that. And then um, any overlaps, any conflicting, uh, any any members we both wanted, we would have to fight over or, right. or flip a coin over. Or yes. Whatever. And so no, we would debate. We would debate, and I knew that Matt would have his picks, and so I wanted to have as frictionless of a list exchange as possible. So. With that in mind, here is Pat's video that he sent me. <laughs> well, well, well. I know I wasn't on your list for culture war. Don't try to lie, bitch. Roger told me everything. And now, I'm going to make you suffer. <laughs> so, this I'm so proud. No, no, he's a bully, guys. We I can't. haven't heard a peep out of any any of the any of the delicate flowers on on Bowen's. Oh head. Let no! Let me tell you something. They're being really aggressive. Amanda Duarte. Amanda Duarte is being really aggressive. No praise be. She is doing everything right. She's, I don't know. And she. I I call foul play when she shared foul play when she shared Nicole Silverberg's post, amazing post, and said how. Could Matt's team even show up when Bowen's team is out here doing good work in the world? I feel it's an appropriation of Nicole. Oh. 
I feel she appropriated. She can't. You can't appropriate your own allies, honey. You can. <laughs> yeah, I you don't can. Know, I don't know about that. Maybe I, my language yeah. is off, but I know my heart. Okay, you know and your the, heart. Then put that that's on a, my tombstone. That is a. <laughs> this is a. This is a Real Housewives defense if I have ever heard one. <laughs> there, how there is no argument that you can come up against that. I don't know my words, but I know my, my heart. heart. Oh, that's <laughs> gorgeous. Put it on my tombstone, I'm telling you. Ooh, okay. I don't know my words, but recently, I know my heart. Recently on Real Housewives of Dallas season two, which is a must see for okay. even an uninitiated Real Housewives fan. Yeah. It is a, it is an amazing show season. We've got everything. You've got a woman who wants to start a pink dog food company, <laughs> the evil head of a cosmetics company. Um, everyone's marriage is failing. And there are two former best friends, much like Bowen and Matt, oh! who... Yeah. Um, on the off season, in between the first and the second season, one of the friends wrote about the other friend's marriage that it was like watching a car crash happen in slow motion. Which and is hackneyed and in cliche. on her on her like Bravo affiliated blog. And then the other friend so that we come into this season and the friends are feuding and the one friend who wrote that on her blog doesn't know why her friend is mad at her. And so they have early in the season a confrontation about it. And her defense of writing this about her best friend's marriage is well, that was just on my blog. <laughs> that was just something she I wrote on a. Held that's just something now. I wrote on a blog, which I think is very Rogian. Yeah. Very um, Rogian. I mean, that's just in my heart. That's just I, when not, you're drowning. Those aren't my words. That's my heart. When you're drowning, you don't fight to the surface politely. That I, is <laughs> what. That's, the, all, that's all, all. What am I? Where are you drowning? An in? Unending fount of <laughs> fucking nonsense over here. When you're oh. drowning, you don't be polite, guys. Matt is in a place right now where he wants to like come up with these platitudes. But that... the thing is, is you can't argue with it. No, nope. we don't know what it means. Because, <laughs> well, I know that if I were drowning, I would not want to be polite. Exactly, and so I don't it. know. I don't know what application that has to <laughs> a conversation. Being polite is not an alternative. Like being rude, whatever you guys. You have no idea how to even. Let's just walk it back. Okay. There was a show called Battle of the Divas. Okay. Yep. Hosted by Matteo Lane and this Christy Cello. It has this... everything to do with this. The and thing we I've were always pitted... admired about this podcast it is is so alienating to viewers <laughs> yes. who don't live in New York and. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> no, it's not. And people love it. People it's not. love. Constantly, both of you will be like, and then one day Amanda said, blah, 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 blah. And I, as a listener, know who you're talking about. H-T-J. But you have a gigantic following. You are a, 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 a unequivocally a very successful podcast. And I would guess that 90% of the people who listen don't know who 90% of the people Absolutely. you're talking about. That's not true. Absolutely. They, culturistas, hear my call. I know that you're all out there. I know with, you're out there with your Googles out. Searching, searching, searching. And here's what I'll say. Look for these names, these trash names. Amanda Duarte, Nicole Silverberg. That wasn't even the Amanda that (laughs) I was referencing that you mentioned. Who was your Amanda? Amanda Amanda Schachtman? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People know her. People know Amanda. They know her because we referenced her several times. Amazing. But I I would say there's a list of 10 people under Team Bowen, and that's trash. Okay, well, anyway. Now, what I was saying was, you don't know what it means to truly fight. Oh, my God. Team <laughs> Bowen, just understand that your leader, uh-huh. he lost to me uh-huh. at Battle of the Divas yeah. when I was repping Christina Aguilera and you were repping Britney Spears mm-hmm. because you tried to play the quote-unquote right way. 
Well, I will win no matter what. That you know I what will that, do no matter what. I see that. You know, you know what that makes you, Matt. What it makes you know what that makes me first and foremost. Hillary Clinton. And it makes you the the monster who Don't. smashed the political machine. Don't. Valentina. Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hillary, and you're Valentina. What I'm saying to all my fans. What I'm saying to all my fans out there is. Why don't you visit the Instagram pages of Bowen and everyone on his team and just show them a little bit of love by posting a rose? Oh my God! You, you will be rose attacked on the on the day of Selena's birthday of all days. Is that what today is? Today is Selena. We're recording on. We're, we're, I mean, yeah, we're recording on Selena's birthday. Anyway, by the time Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Oh, please don't. Don't do that. <laughs> please um, don't. I just want to say that first of all, at that very show, and we have to bring Joel into this at some point. <laughs> But <laughs> he's in it. 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 But I will say again. I've I've said this on the podcast before. You ad hominem attacked me so hard. You called me old when you are older than I am. You said both Britney Spears and I are um, stupid and old. Like those. That was your argument. That was your main argument. And I don't think you have any way to prove any for, of this. For for that to have been an effective strategy is Trumpian and Valentinian and Rogian, Rogian. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Wait, hold on. Was Dallas? Is Dallas the one where in a recent episode, like they were on a beach, and then one of the housewives thought it'd be funny to put a dildo. Yes. Yes. This is Dallas. They're all awful. They're all so terrible. No, <laughs> I actually think that there are. There's one that was born, uh, was abandoned at a carnival, and grew up at. Uh, as a carny, no, uh, she's the Roxy Andrews. Of oh my the god, it is, and it, she does bring it up at every possible, oh! like to get out of any situation. It is her trump card, and it is amazing. To, I would, I would do see. that. I, I would, would do the too. I think. The woman who wants to start the pink dog food. Also, her like angle, her narrative, and all the women say this about her is that she's very smart, but she plays dumb, and. I don't <laughs> think that's true. They have them there. There's a honest tea party that they have oh, um, yeah, sure. where they each put in an anonymous question about one of the other girls into a teapot mm-hmm. to like sort of get all the tea out in the open. Is and it sponsored it. by honest tea? No, no. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I think it was, no one thought this. And <laughs> this girl, the girl who wanted to start the pink dog food company, one of the questions she put in and everyone's saying like, why did you say this about Stephanie behind your back? Why sure. did you say Deandra can't come into your house, et cetera, et cetera. And then they get to one and it just, says what's your favorite vacation destination <laughs> and, she, and this girl is like yeah i didn't know what we were doing here <laughs> like, that's amazing or actually she is very smart by doing something so innocuous putting something in that's the so thing innocuous is, is she's so stupid that she is on a different level so it is hard to tell it's a very january jones thing it's like is she a good actress or is she it, so bad yes, that she seems it, good does it come around full circle totally sudi made me watch a couple episodes of new jersey the other day and have you been watching new jersey not the new season okay yet. because there was a, the huge conflict about one of them baked a cake for another one and i think it was like Teresa or someone else took the cake and threw the cake in the restaurant and the <laughs> argument was the girl who made the cake and gifted it to the girl was upset because she felt she was disrespected and also they disrespected the restaurant in her quote-unquote town this was her town <laughs> but the girls who threw the cake who whose birthday it was, said, well, it's my cake. I should be able to do what I want with it. Which sound, and it's, it sounds very Rajin. That again. sounds, <laughs> sounds exactly like something that you would do, I think, with a cake. I wouldn't throw the cake. 
here. I would say something like, well, it's my cake. Who so is I can do what I want so with it. So you can do what you want with but it. But I wouldn't throw it. Trust. Wasn't there? Because I have respect for restaurant employees. Wasn't That's there true. one housewife in one city who like was too classy to be on the show? Do you know James there's there, well, there's a lot there's, there's a lot there's them. at least one on every season on every franchise like yeah. uh, Carol. Carol Radziwill is a fucking Kennedy and yeah. she's on the See, show. See, I'm gonna say this. It's very Rogian. Like Matt is Matt is Rogian. <laughs> this is out of control. In the Housewives world, Matt is the Teresa. Oh. I know they're different franchises, they're different cities, but I'm the Carol. I am the Kennedy, yeah, and Matt is like the yeah. New Jersey housewife who throws the to cake. put things to put things in New York terms. I think Matt is the Ramona, there you are the Carol, and I, have, I am the Bethany. And I, say, I have so many problems. I don't even watch the shows. I don't even watch, and I'm sorry. I'm not saying that as like a. You are I'm, not the Carol because you, Carol is untouchable because she's always right, and you are not. Oh my God! You have some flaws. Okay. All right. I you mean, are Countess Luann. And this makes Joel the Andy Cohen of everything because he is just watching idly. I want to say something. Okay. This is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Christina and you're Brittany, who is Joel? Jessica? No. Mandy. No, 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 no. Mandy. No. Mandy because, yeah, he, he can keep the career going. <laughs> Is that what we're saying about it? Is that Mandy's yes. claim to fame in all of this? Is that Mandy yeah. that she, she kept the career? She yeah, kept a career? very stable, consistent. But that career. is that sure. is hard. That is a hard plate to spin. <coughs> I will say that I believe that for Joel. No, you're also, saying that I'm going to have about a, a decade of a dip. No, no, no. She never had she a dip. She never dipped, honey. She never dipped. Because even in that quote-unquote dip, she was turning it on Grey's Anatomy. Here's here's oh, the timeline. I see, I'm not familiar. Music, music, music. Walk to remember. Uh, how to deal? Saved. Saved. Um, and then did Grey's Anatomy. Then right into Tangled. I did not know that she was on Grey's. She was. She did two episodes. No, she did more than two. No, she was in the. She was in the shooting episode. She was in the one supersized shooting episode. Oh god. Um, and then she came back during the documentary episode. Oh, and then yes. at the end, it's revealed that she, she dies. dies. It was very sad. And it's like an uh, emotional moment for And Miranda. now she's doing Sally Field uh, drag <laughs> on the regular on This Is Us. <laughs> I, I, she is doing Sally Field drag. I don't want to watch that show. No way. I refuse. And I really like Parenthood, which is sort of its spiritual predecessor on sure. NBC. I really loved that show, but I can't do. I just can't do emotion porn right now. I feel like the world is too sad. I don't. Yes. Need, I don't need that kind of entertainment in my life. That's why I'm watching fucking Real Housewives of Dallas. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. 
I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night. Night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend Bowen Yang to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. So no, I honestly, I've distance. been obsessed with Project Runway. Oh, yes. you. So I have missed a lot while I've been gone. First of all, we have not addressed that I've been away. And we'll talk about this later. But I want to talk about our, our media diets right now. Spe- specifically, Joel's. He's the guest, after all. Yeah. But Joel, I feel like, has a very wide breadth of... He has a very uh, sophisticated palette in his media. I don't diet. know. This bitch is posting all the time on Real Housewives Facebook but I'm group. Saying, I don't think he watches anything else. No, but I think he watches a lot of. Okay, let's let, let Joel speak for yourself. Well, so no, I, I, I think I do have generally throughout the year a pretty good diet. But right now, you know, as Bowen was involved in this project, I've been developing a show for a cable network that is uh, as yet undisclosed. And it's a, uh, and I find as I've been writing this show, it's very difficult for me to watch regular yes, narrative television. Totally. So I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives, a lot of American Ninja Warrior. Oh, wow. Haven't dipped my toe oh, in that. It's any gays? Inspiring. Any gays yet? I don't think any, they haven't, uh, they haven't shouted it out as much as uh, you would think. Uh, some 
some of the women it seems clear but right uh and some of the men it seems uh they less must clear. be some of them there must, must be. be yeah i think I'll, i think there have been at least one that i that i'm aware of and then a, a lot of them i i actually i dived into will and grace i saw the first f- and what do you guys think i haven't seen the new i haven't oh, I, will say this, I haven't stuff. seen the new i've been watching i've been putting on the old one in the background and i started and i gotta say as i began i said to i thought this show benefited from being unavailable for so many years because yeah. i did not think it held up as well as i wanted it to in my brain and there's two and and i'll say one more thing i i'm now in the final season and i actually think it gets much better i think really? it's flipped i think unlike most sitcoms of that that ilk like frasier and friends and things like that i think it actually get gets much better because it gets more absurd mm. and less tethered to reality and i think um the other thing, the other reason I think it doesn't hold up quite as much as I wanted it to is because I think so much of it was so formative in, in forming my own comedic sensibilities that it felt old hat. Like I watched the episode mm-hmm. real early on where uh, Jack meets Cher uh, and yeah. it wasn't as funny as I remembered it being only because it was so ingrained in my like like Jack's impression of Cher became all Iconic. of our impressions of yeah. Cher. Yeah. And so I think like it just didn't hit me as hard. Sure. But I'll say like as much as some of it just does not I I don't I think it's a it was a, it's a lot broader than even I think Friends or Frasier was right, right. at the time. Sean Hayes does some incredible work on that. He's show. incredible. He's amazing. And he's continued to do it in like the the I guess new iteration it's of it. It's so theatrical and yeah and people talk about um Karen uh, uh who is amazing as well. Uh-huh, I think uh-huh. Megan Mullally is incredible in that show. But Sean Hayes is so like the stuff that he got they put on television of him doing is so outrageous to me like even watching it now. They let a I'm femme like, gay guy do like fucking backflips yeah. and shit. Like he like There's a scene where he pretends to be pushing through a crowd as he's escaping a scene of a breakup and it is and it's like the physical, guy from amazing physical comedian. Amazing yeah. physical comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Louis Vertel referred to it as Chaplin-esque. Yeah, yeah. it really yeah. is. And I think I I encourage everybody who even though I agree I'm not sure I, we needed Will and Grace back. I yeah. think if we, I think back. it's a, it, it, it makes me feel very anxious that we Be, have it back. You know what? You know what I think it is though. I think it's a little litmus test for a friends reunion. No, really? Uh, I think oh, they I want to say something ever. else. I thought you were gonna say like, it feels. I know they started the, the wheels turning. Back when it didn't feel like Trump was going to be president, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just feels like this way to be back in 1999 or 2000, yeah. Like, it is, which is like crazy to me. I do oh, feel sure. like we're we're hitting the nostalgia like cycle of like, well, how did how did things feel back in the late 90s when everything felt sort of post everything and all right? Like, because now do you see the slate of jukebox musicals that are coming out? That's now a wait, fad no, that's about wait, to what what share. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy has Buffett. One. Oh right. There, I just saw a list. Somebody listed the ones that are coming down the pike, and there's like eight that yeah, are in development right now. And that's like that. Ha- I feel like was a, a a product of that same time period too. I feel yeah. like. As the alt right is sort of reviving all of these things that died in in the past, yep. now we're the the like liberal response is we're doing the only thing we can: jukebox musicals and Will and Grace yeah. and multicam <laughs> sitcoms. I um, have been re- I have been like pleasantly surprised by Will and Grace, though. Like the, the I've heard of that. It. I've heard that. I, I just haven't had two. the strength yet to visit it. I, I totally get that. I watched the first two. Oh, I couldn't get past the first five minutes of the first episode where it's like 
they talk about they being... definitely it was a pretty hacky start to the episode yeah, I yeah. thought because it was like we have to justify why none of the last season matters or like you know right. what I mean like or it's kind um, of toss out the last three episodes or like what like they just like were throwing slang around and it was just like oh no 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 his first line is like oh grinder yeah and it's, it's yeah. like okay I I I think. Uh, the, also, the one my my one takeaway now that I'm getting from Will and Grace is that Vince is the best gay boyfriend I think we've ever had yep. on television. Oh yeah, 100%. on any on any gay focused media, uh-huh. I think Vince is the best one. And he pop he colonized my brain, mm. I think, and my taste because I was thinking recently about like what I really want and what my type. Because people will ask me what my type is, and I yeah. think my type is one of two on two spectrums. One, it's either I give me a swarthy Middle Eastern Italian Mediterranean man <laughs> in a full Adidas tracksuit who yeah. grew up in Queens, <laughs> or give me a like a corn-fed Midwestern boy yes. who is a golden retriever turned into a boy. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like that, is, that is those two That's sweet. things. Well, I dated one of those, and so maybe I'll try the other thing. Try Same. <laughs> I think I think we both had, at the time, we were like, we're dating sort of the same yeah. thing right now, and it felt right, but... I yeah, think now we it's ma- like, let's find our track suits. Let's mm. find our track suits, break them out. Honestly, you know what? Maybe that is next. Um, Vince is one of our best gay boyfriends. And I will say, just to bring this back to Britney, one of the best pop star guest star appearances on a sitcom. She was pretty fucking funny. She was great really fucking that. funny. And I'm, I'm right around the corner from that guest star. She oh, was, she was like surprisingly funny. This was like right before 2007, right before the breakdown. And she, like, at the time was like turning out the comedy performances and like this was back when you're like oh yeah she like had a really good SNL episode and really then, good and um but she, and then she like plays a fucking lesbian talk show host like a super conservative talk show host who turns out to be a lesbian and it was just you so know funny. that's what I think peak TV is we've lost in the mix of peak TV is Shows like Will and Grace and Friends and Frasier were guest star machines. Brad yeah. Pitt, like every like Brad every episode, just Julia had like Roberts a random yeah. like like star Ethan Embry, like all these Ethan Embry, yeah. like the, you know those <laughs> big you know, big name yeah, stars, she like a really random Embry. star Ethan Embry. <laughs> no, but like all, like truly every episode of Will and Grace, like one of the boyfriends or one like you know every what show Paul is Rudd. like that now? Yeah, yeah. There honestly, you know, not that many. And I'm thinking because even on the multi cams that are that exist, thirty rock that was, are still thirty rock, rock, 30 rock might ones. have been the last the last big one. Yeah. But like even if you think about the CBS multi cam sitcoms that are sort of keeping that tradition alive, they're not doing that. No. There's not You're big right. guest stars on Big Bang or Two Broke Girls Mom, or any of that. No. I think that's because really big stars know they don't have to do yeah. that, and they don't want to because it's embarrassing because the quality of the shows. Yeah, are so because bef- yeah. at that time networks were still a powerful Came. force of exactly. You know, there are eyes on and also things. you can watch any of those NBC musty TV shows and like actually laugh at them if you have taste you know what I mean like right, those right, right. CBS shows like they're you know they're working real hard on Young Sheldon they're working they're it, have you tried to watch it? I watched a couple up or an, an app I recently covered myself in shredded mozzarella cheese got so high <laughs> just eating out of a bag straight laying prostrate on my on the flat on my back on my bed eating out of a bag of shredded mozzarella covering myself in it, and watched the good doctor and uh, young Sheldon just as a sort of turning off my brain I was <laughs> deeply depressed you're catching me as I'm entering a manic phase so that's a good for a Ooh, podcast fun. recording yeah. but that moment 
And I'll say, uh, Young Sheldon, the ma, there is, if it weren't connected, the problem with Young Sheldon <laughs> is that is it's that a spinoff. A it's a spinoff because the thing is, is there are some actually really lovely moments. Annie Potts is on it. Oh. Like, yeah, she plays the grandmother. the The mother is actually really uh, sort of. There are wonderful moments with her, like doing these wonderful mom moments where she's like advocating for her kid who's clearly on the spectrum. Yeah, and yet yeah. you know that this kid grows up to be an asshole yeah. who yeah. has no sense of joy. And so you're like, oh, well, we know where this is going. It's it's sad because yeah. like you, if, if the story was sort of about like, how does this crotchety, like lame kid sort of grow up to be something better than what he is now? It would be something sort of nice and, and beautiful right. to watch. But it, as it stands, because we know he turns into Jim Parsons, it's like, why am I, I watching? I don't know, Joel. We don't know how Big Bang Theory ends. Maybe that's he'll true. Maybe he'll turn around. Redeem himself. Yeah, but that's not, that's not going to do anything for young Sheldon. I know, I know. I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I, you know I will say watch The Good Doctor, though, because it is good. <laughs> turn your brain. Wait until there are 11 episodes to watch and you have the flu and <laughs> watch some Good Doctor. Wait, seriously? It's actually good? I mean, it's the guy who created House, so it's incredibly consumable and watchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like sort of comforting in that in in that in its um, digestibility in the, the the formula of you know he d- there's a pro like I think House is so watchable just because it's like you gotta find that mystery that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. network television is good at creating the premise is he's autistic basically yeah. okay cool I mean yeah I'd watch that I don't love that kid the doctor Freddie Highmore. I don't know something about him what like, was he on he was in Finding Neverland he was he was in movies. And he also was in. Um, I, don't know. I think you're. I think you're missing the marquee role. Yes. <laughs> which, which is what? Which is what? Oh, oh, you're saying like we, yeah. we still don't know who this person. Is. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm. Not, I'm. I'm. I don't think. I don't it. think people are saying Freddie Highmore and connecting him to Finding Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. Should we? Should we search you? Yeah, can you search? Okay. Bates Motel. That's it. Bates that's Bates his most Motel. recent. He played Norman Bates in the Bates Motel. That's yes, of course. And so is that show over? Yes. So, R.I.P. Vera's career. I Vera. Mean, Vera. That's a sad story because, like, Vera's so good. She is. Fantastic. She's fantastic. Vera's so good. And, you know, she's probably one of those actresses that's like, okay, um, the we have our list of 20, and at 16 is yeah. Vera. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, number three says yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do if you're four through fifteen? Yeah. And then Carrie Coon is waiting patiently. I think actually <laughs> Carrie Coon's maybe eclipsed Vera now. She's I wow. think so. She's more of the moment. Yeah, she's a yeah. Moment. Oh, she's so fucking. Cara, Carrie Coon, I feel like is the uh, Sarah Paulson right now. Yeah, the television actress that becomes a huge fucking deal because she just keeps showing how fucking good she is. I just saw Carrie Coon in a play, here, uh, Mary Jane, in New York, and it is one of the most devastating performances I have ever seen. Understated. Oh, yeah, you described this. You said she had a, gave she a has, line reading. There's a line oh, reading yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the first act of Mary Jane that it, it, gave, it sent shock. I've, oh. I'm like, here's my thing about theater right now is I don't need to see another dramatic realism play I, th- I find that boring like don't show me someone chopping vegetables uh, on care. stage like that's what television and movies are for that's what, what I feel anyways and this play is very much that it's very much like you're watching her fold laundry you know and that's like a moment but I'll watch Carrie Coon do that because she sells it in such a way that is remarkable what is the um, line the, the line it won't make sense that I, I don't think I, no, say I it, truly it, it think doesn't matter. we need the to hear it the line is Honey, why are you sorry? Ah, oh. sweetie, why are you sorry? I have no idea what it means, but 
it's still and it's and powerful. it's there's layers because she's not crying but she is crying and she's comforting and she's terrified. What? It's Carrie only an actress of Carrie Coon's caliber could <laughs> could pull that off. Watch I don't know if I can get over that her name is Carrie I Coon. Know. I don't want to say her name. Carrie Coon. That's just a bad name. It does sound like an early Amy, Amy Adams role, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's her character's name in Junebug. <laughs> it's Junebug. Okay, so um, Alternative Us has to tell you a little something, so we're going to take a break and come right back with Bull Jim Cooster. Ooh, Matt, I think I sense a chill in the air. Yes, well, if you thought that chill was the fall, the autumn... I have to say it's not. Oh, it's a chill between you and I. Oh, that's because we are going head to head, people at Culture. It's our show for New York Comedy Festival, and it's an I don't think so, honey, deathmatch. Team Matt and Team Bowen are going to have their own teams of ten comedians facing off head to head in many rounds, honey, for the title of the ultimate culturista. Yes, there will be a $100 cash prize. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some things you could do with $100, Bowen? Oh, I think you could pay for um, a Spirit Airlines ticket to Tacoma. I think that that's a pretty reasonable thing that's you like, could That's pay. like a standard thing. I was going to say uh, a Con Ed bill. Oh, yeah. I think someone, whoever wins Coach War, will be paying their Con Ed bill, and they'll also be bringing glory and victory to either Team Matt or Team Bowen, you will find out which team wins on November 7th at 8.30pm. This is for New York Comedy Festival people and tickets are on sale now. We're doing it at Villain in Brooklyn. We're very excited. November 7th, 8.30 it's a Tuesday. New York Comedy Festival Brooklyn. Villain is the space. And you know what? November 7th, 2017 is election day and I would say that this election is more important than anything else that's happening in the country. Yes, I agree. Now, if you can't make mm. November 7th, if that's not something you can make work, then you can come to the beautiful, more positive, more cathartic Far experience. Far more jovial night. Uh, the proven quantity of our I Don't Think So Honey live show, this time at the Bell House. We're so excited to be performing there. Um, we're going to have 50 brand new comedians doing their I Don't Think So Honeys as we record them, as we uh, introduce their uh, stunningly, stunningly incisive attacks to the world. And yes. uh, it's going to be so fun. So fun. Got some amazing comics lined up for it. We'll be announcing that very soon. And it's at the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. On Brooklyn no- Podcast Festival. On November 18th at 10 p.m., honey. Yes, at the Bell House. Very excited about that. So, again, that's November 7th, Coach War, and I Don't Think So Honey Deathmatch as part of New York Comedy Festival. And November 18th, I Don't Think So Honey Live at 10 o'clock at the Bell House as part of the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. So there you go, people. Two options, and uh, we'll find out who can really serve Colch. It's getting colder. In here. Okay, we're back with Joel. Now, before we get back to Joel... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cut. No. All right, oh, let, no. let me tell you something. They he should not win Colch War. He should not win Colch War. We're not they, no, using yes, any we are. Yes, we are. No. Now, do what you want to do. This is not fair. Every... Other fucking week, you come in with some request to cut something out of the episode for some unseemly thing that you say. How I, dare you rip the rip off my lingerie? You need me. I need to retake that. Fine, keep it, keep it. Because <laughs> this is the real. This is this is cinema. Very fucking Tay. Okay. Um. Here we go. Before, I don't think he used that right at all. 
cinnamon verite? Yeah, no, he did. Oh, I did. Okay, sure. So, so teaming somebody up on knows me. his words. So he don't, he might <laughs> I don't know, know my heart. I don't know my heart, but I know my words. Okay, you guys. Yeah, I'm um, really sad for you. Before we get back to Joel, <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. Where We're to keeping start it. Again. Read it. <laughs> I think this is part of the charm. I think people this like is, this. You're, yeah, sure, sure, they sure. They fucking love it. Those they people eat it up. They eat it up. So, um, really funny story. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had a uh, contest for whoever left the 100th review on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Ooh. And um, wouldn't you know it, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of reviews came in, but we have a winner, and I think, I think it's not one, but two, because this is two separate drafts of the same review by two different usernames, but with two Ooh, slightly different titles. Ooh, someone's gaming the system. So someone's like, a bot. Someone's a bot, or someone's trying to gain this. I think someone was trying to cheat. The prize was, by the way, to quote, have their tapestry of words read aloud on the podcast, which is what we're doing right now. So first review Very is- Very Yangian. Is uh, from user, make Las Culturistas bi-weekly. Um, title, <laughs> yes, uh, capital Y, and that'll be important in a moment. Five stars. I don't think so, honey. People who work out to anything other than the sounds of this podcast. There is a reason why the IDTSH is exactly one minute per person, and it's just for your planking convenience. I started running on Wednesday mornings just so I could spend some time with Matt and Bowen and Prospect Park, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Definitely the number one podcast this year. Now, the next review by Colch Queen. Yes, uh, lowercase y. Mm. Already different, but sort of similar. I don't think so, honey. People who work out to anything other than the sounds of this podcast. There is a reason why the IDTSH is exactly one minute per person, and it's for your planking convenience, hunty. I started running on Wednesday mornings just to have quality time with Matt, Bowen, and an empty prospect park, and now I'm fit and well-versed in all things culture. So those are two very similarly worded reviews. What a little freak. I think it had to be... They were on their one user. Yes. They wanted and, they and wanted to buy two raffle tickets. No, I think what happened was oh, here it comes. A, maybe they wanted a bigger chance of winning the, to be the one hundred. Yep. And guess what they did? Or they they clicked post and something happened. Okay. And they questioned whether or not it was posted. Mm. I think that's so exactly that, what they did the was likely. they went on their other user. But why wouldn't you? And what they did was they said, well, I guess this is my second crack at it. And they made it more specific. I think the iTunes, I, I actually do. I see that. I'm in their mind. I have done a similar situation. Cause Absolutely. You, you, it's like a tweet that like doesn't post and you're like, oh, now I have an opportunity to make it better. Yes. yes. And so I think that's what they did here. But I, I, and I also will say, I think iTunes is un, unyieldy. I don't They're know. The so interface is hard it's so oh, it's hard, hard to, to use. Understand. I just find it really suspect that they created two separate that accounts. That is damning. And usernames specifically for the podcast. That is damning. Colch Queen versus Make Lost Culturistas by Week. But maybe so they what thought, are you saying? Maybe they thought the first one didn't create, and so again they did sort of, I don't know. You're what right. You I don't saying? know. I don't know who to believe. I think there's a, a, a vast conspiracy. conspiracy. Um, to Welcome to InfoWars. To leech to leech our creative intellectual real estate to leech off of that and so I think I think there's something going on out there okay we're back with Joel now Joel during the break you just told us that you just saw 
Come um, from, come away. from away. away on Broadway. Yes, my my agent said you can see any. Well, I'll buy you tickets to anything on Broadway, baby. My she agent's- opened the gate. Oh my she god! She opened the gate yeah. and she said, "Tell me what you want to see, and we'll see it." And I said, "You didn't say Hamilton." No, I said because I saw it, bitch. Okay, I would right. see it twice. I, I saw like Hamilton. An original cast. I don't need to see anybody else spit those words. Okay. Um, no, but I and I said I I looked at the list of Broadway shows currently playing of the things that I had not seen, and I said, "Baby, bring me to Come From Away. Ah! Give me that 9/11 porn." <gasps> oh. And how did you like? I loved it. I I sobbed uh, throughout it, and okay. I did. I went in not really wanting to like it. I kind of went because I was like, "This is a free ticket. I'm not spending my own money, so I'll see something I can make fun of later." Right, right, right. And I loved that's amazing. It. Now, tell someone who does not know uh, what the play is, such as me. Wow. Um, I, I guys very uncultured when it comes to theater. Tell me. Um, it is about so on 9/11, all the planes got grounded, of course, right? Um, as you might remember, right? And, yeah. Um, so they all got grounded, and so a lot of them got grounded at the I, a very large airport in Newfoundland, uh, in Canada, uh-huh. and um, so it was just basically the the play is it's an ensemble multiple people playing multiple roles sort of tracking real life Mm. stories some composites and some actual like real people of this week that these people were basically trapped in Newfoundland like an entire day they spent basically on the tarmac in these planes and the it's a story it's a convergence of the people who were on the planes from all over the world who were grounded and trapped and didn't know what was going on were obviously terrified and then the town that sort of comes together to support them in this time and then you know and now it there's a there's a storyline where these two one guy from London who's a businessman who's sort of an uptight guy and this woman from Dallas end up uh, meeting on trapped on this plane and then they fall in love and get married and that's a real life story really um, and then one of the women was the first um one of the pilots was the first female commercial airline pilot um <gasps> ever on the thing and she oh my god I don't I don't know the actress's name is I, it Jen Colella yes okay yes and she was nominated for a Tony I didn't watch the Tonys this last year but damn she is an incredible voice. I saw her in you know what I saw her in um if then oh she she seems like she probably lost a lot of roles to Sutton Foster or may or she seems within that type and certainly within that yeah. vocal range but just like she's fucking amazing one of the best voices I've I've heard live incredible um and it is I it's a can't fu- believe my plane got delayed is yeah, it like that it's exactly like we're it's never uncanny. getting back to America we're here in Newfoundland and we found each other and we are getting married but we're never getting back on our plane oh my god Producer Cho, can you turn off the soundtrack to come from away? Yeah, why is it so inappropriate? Very right. distracting We're going to have a rights issue. He just mimed. <laughs> he, he mimed going over to for the controls. Us, and- for our benefit. <laughs> um, no, it was fantastic. It is It is like the Laramie Project music. Oh, yeah, sort of sure. a very docu- play thing it is meant in 10 years it will be done at colleges and in high schools but, uh, all over the country unlike it the is. laramie project come from away is necessary oh, wow. wow i'm kidding i'm kidding wow, 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 wow. stop it's obviously not a building joke. up the credit uh going into this competition oh, okay. no i will say this i uh it is meant for for uh uh high schools and and musicals it's it's sort of uh i don't understand the point it will be very interesting it's it's weird for me to think about it being done by high school students who weren't alive during 9-11 because oh, for sure. me it was very 
I, Guess what? I That's succumbed, now all high school students. <laughs> I succumbed to the 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 sort of nutness. I actually do feel like they hand. It was less a tragedy porn than I thought it would be because it is. Oh, okay. It is much less a, less about nine eleven and more about this specific experience. Sure. Which I was impressed by. They don't go into a lot of like. They don't feel the need to explain nine eleven to you. Yeah. Like every they they sort of they don't talk down to the audience in that way. They sort of like okay, everybody coming in to see this show knows what fucking nine eleven is. Yeah. We don't need to explain it. This is a very unique uh, experience. So like, there's like a subplot about all the animals that are trapped on this plane and the sort of the difficulty of like how do you take care of these animals when nobody will let them into the baggage claim because you know all the they think there could be bombs and like there's a very sort of subtle um there's a muslim character and it's that's actually where i lost it where they're like letting them off the plane finally and they like sort of don't know if they should let him into the town and it's oh my god it's devastating um but yeah so i i thought like it was less tragedy porn than i expected it to be going in but it is definitely still that and uh not i i tried to listen to the soundtrack afterwards other than jen's song the the female airline pilot song there isn't a, an earworm in the soundtrack, I won't say. The song that Joe just played for us was uh, um, Hook City. <laughs> Hook City. Should yeah. he play it again? Yeah. yeah. Could you play it just one more time? I can't believe my plane got delayed. We're sitting here on the tarmac, and we're never going to find our way home. But we found each other. We found a... And the whole chorus. So wait, what was that? It was we wait. found a... No. <laughs> Just a vowel? Sometimes you can just do a vowel. Can yeah. I tell you guys? I was in uh, Tesley today. Wait, you were where? Tesley, Bernie Tesley's office. Oh, Telsey. Telsey? Telsey, wow. Who is? Who is? Bernie Telsey, cast Legally Blonde. That's all I know. Oh. He, it's, um, it's a casting office in yes, New York. Wow, yeah, I can't okay. believe... Thank God I didn't. I've never met this man because I've been telling I people think... I've been going to Tesley all day. <laughs> uh Telsey. Um, wait, why were you there? Audition? I was just, yeah, I had an audition. And I was, there's multiple rooms. There's mul- like, because yes. they're casting a thousand goddamn things. It's a musical there. theater nightmare. And uh, one of, some, this boy went in. I was in this waiting, I was in part of the waiting room with literally the entire cast of Orange is the New Black waiting to go in for some play. <laughs> and I was waiting to go in for a movie. Uh, yes, I am auditioning for movies. And, um, <gasps> wow. And uh, there was a musical, I think it was, I actually do think it was Hamilton. I think they were sort of oh. casting, like, you know, they're doing a rolling casting process for Hamilton and this boy sang let it go no let it go in his and then he he sang it once and they asked him to sing it again and he sang it in his head voice in oh his no. head the voice. second time oh no the second time but he and did he belt sang, it once he sang yeah and he it was not good them, he wants to show them the times. i was shocked we were all shocked collectively it was actually a lovely moment between me and the cast of oranges and new black sitting there <laughs> listening to this because we <laughs> we all were shocked that he was asked to sing it again <laughs> wait were there actual cast members from oranges and new black yeah there were recognized? there were like oh, okay. like like many like three guards from oranges and oh new black God, were sitting so in this waiting room with me and um <laughs> No, and I, I could not believe. Who the fuck are you? This There are a thousand people who want to get in the door to audition yeah. for this musical, and you're, you're bringing in fucking Let It Go. No, I applaud him. I think no, people, I think <laughs> he's a villain. He's a goddamn villain. Get people back that, to fucking Michigan where you belong. People that do that, I think, 
are they think they're being subversive. They -mm. think they're like, I'm going to bring in Let It Go, and it's actually going to be good, and that's going to really set me apart. Um, Because they're going to be thinking, oh, he brought in Let It Go, I roll, but then it's going to be good. And really, it's just like, no, you brought in Let It Go. He brought in Let It Go. And here's the thing, too. He was bad. If he he had slayed, I probably would be in here thinking, telling you an, an inspiring story. But I honestly feel like they heard him sing Let It Go poorly once, and then as a joke... As a prank, they said, now try it in your head voice. Fine, fine, fine. What song would you have sung? Come on, let's do this. Can I, I, t- I went to Telsey one time and auditioned for Nerds the Musical. Oh. And I was there with Dave Mazzoni and Matteo Lane. Uh-huh. And I sang Sunday Morning by Maroon 5. Not appropriate. Dave sang um, Amazed by Lone Star. Oof. Not appropriate. And then... And Matteo Lane sang The Wizard and I. <laughs> Not appropriate. So the, the, the point... And Joel, what about you? Uh, but already the point is, we're not much better than this. Let it go, oh, boy. No, we're not musical theater actors. <laughs> fine, fine, he, is, no. was, is did he career? sound like? Do you, did he sound like he did this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he had the arch in his back, if you know what I mean. When he walked out. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. And so I could tell he had a BFA under his belt, but. Uh. He had the arch arch in his back. back. He had had an arch in his back that suggested he had a BFA in musical theater (laughs) from Elon University. Elon. Uh, (laughs) But um, no, famously, (laughs) when I was in undergrad uh, for theater, I sang the same song for three semesters running (laughs) at our unified audition. Uh, Purpose from Avenue Q. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, great, great little cut from Purpose, and I sang it at every unifi- professional unified audition, and it got me two jobs in musical theater. There you go, she's ah. a booker. She's a booker, though. They were both thoroughly modern Millie. <laughs> what would you sing? You little sing bang bang. I would sing bang bang by Nancy Sinatra, as interpreted by Lady Gaga during the Cheek to Cheek tour. Um, but also, I would sing "Just Around the River Bend, Bitch," and yeah. also another basic Disney song, but. If it works, it works. No, I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't go in for musical theater, and rightfully so. Uh, same. I mean, me neither. I think it, I've never. I like. Don't auditioning. try and put us put yourself on our level. We're trash, and you're a singer. And no, sing. no, I'm not a singer. I, I, I've genuinely. I'm not a singer, Matt Rogers. You heard it here <laughs> I'm first. I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer. But you know who is? Jen Kalella. Play Hit that the track. track. I can't believe my plane got delayed. <laughs> we'll never get off this tarmac. I know I won't find my way home, but I found a husband, hero. Will they let the animals off the plane? <laughs> No, look. What what is that interval? <laughs> okay, hold on. It's, <laughs> I can't. Uh, you know I what we're doing? I can't believe. I, uh, wait, what was it? It's, I can't believe this plane got delayed. That's it. <laughs> the, the interval from got to delayed was got delayed. <laughs> now, I will say. You Bowen, always make fun and criticize. I, I I'm not criticizing. My intervals. They're not your intervals. Come from a ways intervals. Come from a ways. Oh, we just heard right. three separate verses Gen- from the Gen- same song. Right. It's Gen- slightly, Gen- slightly different. Uh, it, was, it has two different reprises. Yeah, 
But no, I've heard both of you sing live many times when we go to uh, piano bars in and around New York City. You can find us there. And I am constantly <laughs> impressed with both Matt, but also Bowen. You have one of the most technically proficient voices I think you have. That is pitch. untrue. Your resonance is and out of control. Here's the thing uh, not a lot of people, uh, a part about singing, a part about singing, a part about singing, a part about singing that a lot of people don't talk about enough is memory. And yeah. Bowen has, I once saw Bowen sing uh, Giants in the Sky, yep. a difficult song. Sondheim is not an easy um, song. Uh, like any Sondheim song is not easy to, to be sing. Fair, that's one of and the easier Sondheim songs, though. Anyway, keep going. They Bowen never t- looks they- at his phone. Bowen never looks at lyrics. Bowen knows all these songs by heart. I can't. I'm so afraid to sing in front of people that I can't look anybody in the eye. I have to look at my phone. I, most of the time, I can remember lyrics because, again, the three parts of singing are memory. Memory. <laughs> Resonance. Resonance. Resonance and pitch. And pitch. And I I know memory. Yes. Memory is the part one of the three parts of singing that I'm good at. Yes. And I still I get so afraid I have to look at music because I, do. I don't want to look okay. at anybody. I pull eye. out my little cell And I have been paid yeah. twice in my life on a professional level to sing in front of people live. And I I still when I have to <laughs> sing in front of people in casual settings, I get very nervous. It's because casual is different than professional. When yes. it's professional, you're prepared for it. Yeah, and casual I and I know like, I go up here yeah. and I put it in my and I speak, sing, you know, and yes. I do a little and you I act through little, it. I act through thing. it. That's yeah. the point. That's the bits. Of, that's what they want to see. They want to see you perform. Yeah. That's what I'll say. That's you know, why I like Sondheim. You know, because it's for actors. It's not for absolutely. singers. Absolutely, and that's why they have so many actors first mm. doing the movie musicals, and that's. Like I saw, Emily Blunt. I saw uh, Into the Woods in the Park in 2012 mm-hmm. with Amy Adams. Yeah, how'd that go? And here's the thing. She did the reverse Jennifer Hudson. And Jennifer Hudson only begins to act when she starts to sing. Uh. And Amy Adams completely stopped singing, uh. acting when she began to sing. Because you yeah. could tell she, like me, she had memory, but she was nervous about the other two. Yeah. And wow. she stopped acting. And the, that's a problematic thing to do in a Sondheim musical because, once again, it's mostly singing and it's a lot of acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah, stage. Yeah. Well, and I, I did see it the night, one of the nights that Sondheim was in the audience. Oh. And so imagine being oh, yeah. so oh, nervous. That's got to be horrifying. So nervous. Who'd she play the baker's wife? She yes, played the baker's wife. I saw it with a friend who is an idiot, and he <laughs> asked at the end of the show, at intermission, he said, because Glenn Close did the voice of the baker, right, of, right, the, right. of the, the giant, giant's the giant wife, wife. Right, yeah. and he said, do you think she's back there right now? <laughs> and I said, no, friend, I don't think that Glenn Close comes, oh, no, shows up to set and sits backstage on a god mic and does her lines <laughs> and acts opposite <laughs> these people. Dennis O'Hare was in that too, right? I thought he was great. People hated him, but I liked him a lot. Mostly because I, again, I appreciate the acting more than the singing. And Jesse Mueller, Chicago friend. Oh, Cinderella. I almost said Chicago friend, but she's not a friend. She could be. She is an acquaintance at best. And she, I bet she's lovely. Oh, she's very nice. I've met her at least twice in Chicago, and she's very kind. And her family is like Chicago royalty. They're all, all the Mueller's are, are extremely talented, cool Christians. Mm-hmm. Cool you know, Christians, Hillsong Christians. Christians. But, but cool, you know, cool, obviously, because they all work in the theater, they have to be cool with gay people. And I, uh, I saw her brother was in Sidetrack, a, a great gay bar in Chicago, watch, and watched her, his sister win a Tony and, and cried in Sidetrack, and I saw it happen. Oh. He's gay? No. <laughs> but he was just in a gay bar? It's a good that place to watch the Tonys. That's suspect to me. Hey, we're not here to do that today. You're right, you're you're not. We're here to talk about Model Minority. Model Minority. The album by Joel Kim Booster. Now, listen, it's out on November 4th? 3rd. 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 
but you can get it on November fourth because it'll have been. You're not trying to wrap this before. shit up. I have more to say. No, 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 no. no. I well, just okay. want to talk about the album. Okay. Oh, I just want to make sure that we talk <laughs> about the album. Do- we want to talk about the album and the half hour, but the album is the centerpiece. And the album is what this is I all want to talk about to. the album because you know what was I? I thought when I was listening to the album, I thought this will be something that I would have enjoyed very much in high school. One hundred percent. I was down there, like not saying that you need to be a could have been shady, but I understood. No, the no, no, no. I'm yeah. saying I could have been I, shady. <laughs> if I were in high school, I would have loved this. But you now, know, someone like a fifteen-year-old emotional intelligence, this would really kill. <laughs> Um, no, what I meant was like that was the first time I can remember becoming like really into a comedy album, you and just I mean? looking really just trying to desperately grasp at your role models. Yeah, there were yeah. so many. I it, it just it took me back to that place in a way that I remembered being that age and like discovering all the Margaret Cho albums and like, um, you know, I I really loved Sandra Bernhardt and like I just it, it gave me the feeling of wow I could listen to this album a lot. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Yeah, but you can't say anything original about it. Say your original. Say something original about the taping. Glowing take okay. about say some, Joel say and his about work. My album. Here, you go, here you go. This is someone who has had such a textured life. Look at him in his eyes. No, no, no. Because this is this is this is a scholarly, academic assessment. No, this is the, here's the thing. In all seriousness, it's an amazing album because Joel has an amazing story, and he's able to speak from and sorry to get all identity politicky he's able to speak from this queer asian perspective but it's also um it, it, it also is just sort of textured and framed by all these other amazing things that like are so specific to him and no one else can talk about and it, it's it's one amazing on a like a on an experiential life experience storytelling level but two it's just filled with jokes baby and it's so good it's so good yeah i would like to hit that it is filled with jokes <laughs> yeah I wrote many jokes. It's filled with jokes. It's it is filled, filled with jokes. Filled to the brim. Guys, I listened time. to it the whole way through both nights and enjoyed myself both times. I loved so it. So what I'm and saying is that as a replay value, bitch. But here, this is one of Joel's strengths as a stand-up. He is a master at crowd work, and he had two very different nights of crowd work. Well, and here's the th- here's a little uh, little secret in behind peek behind the curtain, if you will, okay. about this is I listened to both nights and I went to Comedy Central and I said, I love both these nights of crowd work. Can we stitch it together and make it sound like one night? And I and they're <coughs> ah! <laughs> oh, he's dying. He's dying. He's, he will die. And I said <sighs> And they said, uh, th- not for all of it, but there is, um, I like to interrogate people about, I think the, there's a, there's a part in the show where I, I talk to couples specifically, yes. I interview couples and I, and straight men and I, all, <laughs> both of those we were able to stitch together and it sounds <gasps> seamless. It actually, oh. they did a really good job of making it sound like I just jumped from, and I just did two couples. Um, I was going to say. I thought you were going to say that they, it seems seamless in that it's the, it feels like it's the same straight guy. No, no, no. Okay. It, it is just like, it sounds like I, I'm like, okay, I'm done talking to you and now I'm going to go over here and talk to some That's other people. That's brilliant. Because I, I it's, it's one of, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I come have, on, I, I, come you on know, little I, bird. I come from a place of, uh, in, you know, the imposter syndrome. I don't like to yeah. talk myself up, but I will say one thing that I do feel very confident about my my comedic abilities is crowd work and I love doing it and I am yep. um, very proud of that aspect of the album. Not everyone is good at that. I don't love it. 
I don't love I don't love crowd. Not work. that I do stand up, but like no. you know, like I I I, I enjoy an audience's energy. But if someone were to like, like I've never uh, this actually is true. I've never been heckled, and I feel like if I ever were to be, that would really throw me off. Oh yeah, um, but Joel Joel is just so good at is well. First of all, he's just so quick. But second of all, yeah, very smart with any kind of person he knows how to. Just tailor his response to things and his line of questioning. Yeah, yeah. What would you say to a kind of person that was like really tall? Okay. Okay. So imagine they're like seven I foot tall. That. Yeah. And they start to say loudly to their girlfriend, "When's the next comic?" What would you say to that seven foot tall person? And that's the only. That's yeah. the, hey, the yeah. only Ima- thing. Imagine this. I'm. I am the comic, I'm, and Bowen is my girlfriend, who's a normal height. Uh, okay. You're the comic, or you're the guy. No, the I'm the guy. I'm the yeah, guy. Yeah. Hey, when's the next comic? Hey, hey. I don't know uh, what's going on up where you are, buddy, but down here we're having a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. That shut me it. right up. I liked it. It made me laugh and so self-conscious about my height, but in a way that it was inviting. You know, I love to go to an absurd place as though there's something different happening up up there. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. there? What am I talking about up there? That is so, that is true because what truth in comedy. True blue. Guys, um... I'm really jet lagged, and so I'm not really giving my my all right now. Like intellectually, I'm just I, I know this is. I just want to one up Joel's inferiority complex. Um, I don't think I'm really. I'm, I don't think I'm just giving the listeners what they want. And um, I think, as a listener this myself, this is crazy. As someone who's been sitting here as both a guest and a listener, I can say that you're giving me everything I wanted. Um, That's so crazy for you to interrupt an amazing moment. Uh, no, I want to make this about me. Um, <laughs> I first of all I haven't had time to talk about my trip. Yeah, and, I was actually okay. just about to say let's turn it to because I um, I've come back from Australia before and it's tough. I can't believe well, you're even standing I, up right now. And this is the first time Joel and I have seen each other in in many many weeks and I texted you this while I was in New Zealand. I I go, "Can I let, let me see if I can pull up?" No, it doesn't matter. No, pull it up. I want you to. I I know what you're talking was about. Was getting like a bunch a bunch a bunch of messages on the apps. The um, gay dating and sexual apps. The people. gay apps, and I did not act on any of them. So oh, why? Yang, my sister, if you're listening to this, don't worry. I was I was just with my parents the whole time. Which why I, which is she I would judging? Have, I would have rather because she probably would have like had a conniption anyway. Um, Relax. No, no, no. It's fine. Hi, Yang. <laughs> um, what did I text Joel? Um, but anyway, just I was just gonna say, people down there are much more receptive to Asians on the apps and it's maybe because there's a bunch of them around. I think, yeah, I think it's a growing up around. It's a growing up around them thing. It's like, oh yeah, this is like, these are most, Uh, this is like billions of people in the world are Asian. I will will say, I think uh, re-attraction to Asian men or not attraction to Asian men. The guys who are attracted to Asian men, it's either a reaction to not growing up Yes. Or not experiencing them as a young person and sort of the exoticism of us. Yep. Yeah. Or it's a chill sort of, oh, yeah, I grew up around Asian people. You're just regular human beings. I've been inoculated. I've been fucking them since I was a child. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I said, OMG, was not expecting this, but New Zealand is a rice queen slash Asian paradise for both. Like both sides benefit. And then uh, Joel responded, OMG, Australia sort of was, but maybe NZ is better. Um, well, you know, 
NZ New Zealand goddess, you know, famously dated that Asian man. Lord. Lord. And I've been following around the country is a great concert, I suggest. Oh, yeah, you have been. You've been to multiple Lord concerts. (laughs) Wait, seriously? I have been to two Lord concerts this in the last three months. How is she live? She's fantastic live. She is still a teenager, and that comes out in that she likes to uh, over-explain the song sometimes. So Uh, she's like, this is melodrama. This is what it means to me. And... uh, (laughs) That's all you're gonna get, she, <laughs> and uh, and it's like okay, we get it. But she does cool things. Like her, I was so concerned about her in Seattle. Her shoes were untied on stage, and I was like screaming at oh, her. No. I was very close to the stage, and I was like, "Your shoes are untied!" <laughs> and she looked down, noticed that her shoes were untied, took them off, and gave them to a teen girl in the audience. You could have saved her life. That yeah. girl doesn't have shoes. I know it. I gave okay. her my shoes. This is melodrama. <laughs> Your accents are... First of all, I just want to say... I, I wanted to tweet this out, but I just didn't feel like it would read. Ooh, exclusive content. Um, everyone... You know how people just, like, default to an Australian accent as, like, a bit? Um, I feel... And I just want to say, everyone's nailing it. <laughs> so accurate. No. That's a funny tweet. That's a funny tweet. No. Bro. You should do it. Um, you know what? Maybe, maybe I will. But I just wanted to workshop it here. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I just yeah. I can't believe you didn't indulge, because I love I love going to the West Coast. I love going to the Pacific Northwest. I, f- I famously told you Seattle is also a great place. Oh. Seattle changed the way I looked at my own body. Okay, wait. Okay, explain this. Uh, just just because people were like, because into I had it? sex with a a, tr- a literal gymnast, and I said, you know what, <laughs> this is what I deserve. Yes, and it's ruined me for men in New York because now I I I would say about sixty oh percent of the men I've had sex with in, over my lifetime, I have not been attracted to, and I've just had sex with because yes. I felt like it's what I deserve in New York specifically. In, what? Just no, in 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 my entire, entire life, entire just life. since I started having sex, and now I say no, and I say I'm going to hold out for a fucking Russian gymnast who might be trying to pump me for information about the states. There you go. But but was it fun? Yes. It's ultimately a scarcity problem though, because like had all these had all these messages over there, and then yesterday, literally yesterday, as I fly back in, open up my apps, leave my traps on overnight, wake up the next morning, nothing, and yeah. I'm like, oh Same. yeah, this is what I'm used to, and it's stupid. Anyway, um, but you know Doesn't what? Doesn't it feel great <gasps> to feel hot though? Because that's what it is. I had this whole bit going where I was like, I'm hot, Bowen, down here, and it actually was because it's I was getting that positive feedback. It's terrifying how the apps affect your. Your self-esteem, and I should get off them. You oh know, I God. I bought Tinder goals. So did I. No. We talked about this, Ugh. and it, and the 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 draw is that you get to see who's already swiped right on you. And I thought, wow, what I want to see that. I want to see yeah. who yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been neglecting. Who your markets are. And it is 300 men that I am deeply not attracted and to. I no think way. We we we, oh, we yeah. talked about this before I left because I think we both activated this, and you were like. Not one. You were like, you asked me, like, do you have one conventionally attractive person in your likes already? And I was like, nope, no. But then down there, everybody, gorgeous, 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 everybody. And I was like, God, this is. It is such a strange, like, the Venn diagram of men that I'm attracted to and who are also attracted to me is a very slim margin in this city. But it's a regional thing, and that's yeah. I I I honestly I left Seattle being like I should live here (laughs) just for the sake of. Fucking these gymnasts. I will say that I left Sydney being like, I should just come back on my own and have like a, a sexual a vacation. Yeah, walkabout. Yeah, exactly. A sexual, a walkabout. sexual walkabout. walkabout. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> sexual walkabout. Write it down, HPJ. 
the three of us are all very single right now. It's officially cuffing season. Oh God! So guess I am what? So lonely. I, I'm Whoa. so. That's what that was. That's what I realized when I flew back in yesterday. I was like, was talking about that before. I was yeah. watching Edge of Seventeen on the plane, which some people were saying was like the new Mean Girls. I like it. I thought it was. Like, I don't. I heard you say on the last pod that it was. Uh, Maybe uh, like in this, that pantheon, spiritual and I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah, no, but it's not. we would have been hearing more about it if Asian it was. romantic lead. Yes, he was very nice and very hot, and also a good depiction. I think of just being a teenager. Yes, they yes. were all terrible and unlikable, and, and she, that's very right. Real. And Haley turned out a great performance. I prefer Haley as an actor. She's very talented. <laughs> yeah, I wish she would just stick. T- it, stay in her lane. Stay you know? in her lane. I don't. I don't. It's need her people her, making her do it. I don't need her singing heartbeat song or whatever. No, you know? I don't think it's her people. I think she genuinely like after she hung out with Taylor Swift one night was like, oh, I want to go to the VMAs every year. All like, of her songs are like everybody's doing blow, but I'm I've got my headphones on. In the I corner. love touch myself. She sounds like the hey, worst person at a party. Myself, no, I don't need anybody. I else. wish she would just. I wish hey. she would admit that myself. that is about masturbation. She, she hasn't refuses, admitted it. She actually is oh. point blank oh, love refused. Myself, no, 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 refused no, no, no. to admit that it's about masturbation, and it's so clearly about masturbation. And I wish she would just own that. See, as okay, and just getting back to Lord as precocious and like. Dakota Fanning-esque as she is. She's so smart. She's so smart. And like on talk shows, like she was able to go on The Tonight Show and make that an engaging interview yeah, with Jimmy she's Fallon. She's very articulate. She's very articulate. So charming. So funny. And like that was the, that was right when like it was it came out that she had this secret onion ring Instagram account where she reviews onion rings. And she was just so like perfectly like embarrassed by it, but also like, but no, I love onion rings. Like, oh, wait, you're like a cool person. I don't know. I love Lord too, and the new album. I, I think, think it's there one was of the best pop albums. But there was only. But people were only album. listening to it for like a week, and then like they moved on to like fucking. I don't know. I'm listening to done. Demi Lovato's album right now, and I'm <sighs> I'm whopping it. No, because listen, she has a song on it called Daddy, daddy issues. issues, and lucky for you, I got all these daddy issues. And it's such well, a good producer Joe. Please turn off the spot. <laughs> we can't keep <laughs> this forward. I'm going crazy when I'm with you. And see that crack? That's classic Demi. Classic Demi. And that interval is classic Demi. But look, such a good hook on that song, but it's such an uncomfortable lyric. It is uncomfortable. And actually, the other day, my Spotify was acting up. And for some reason, the song was gone from the from the from the synced album, and I was like, "Oh my god, someone had a problem with it, and she had to take it off the album." <laughs> but then it was just my Spotify being a little fucka fucka. <laughs> but you know what? I think this is a great opportunity. Um, uh, a couple episodes ago, Mike Kellen introduced us to Maggie Rogers, uh, and then we've been hooked on her. I am hooked on her because of that podcast too. She's really so, so good. She's really good. And I think she listened to either the full episode or a snippet of it where we talked about her, where Kelton talked about her. Um, uh, but she's fantastic. Uh, go check her out. She tweeted us that she had a giggle fit uh, listening to us. Maggie, we love you. And here's some other divas that we I want to shout out really quickly. Julia Michaels. She has a little EP out called Nervous System. She was on the VMAs. She was the VMAs. And she had, um right, where they did the whole like new artist thing and they and cut them off. they and- cut her off. And you know who angrily tweeted? Who? Adam Levine. And <gasps> I, I love, I stand famously for Adam. I fucking love. Are you watching The Voice this year? Oh, of course. And I think Jennifer is doing such a fantastic Jennifer job. Jennifer is She's phenomenal. come alive on The Voice in a way that we've never, <gasps> never seen her. Never seen the personality yeah. like this. I no. love it. I, yeah. And I love her music. I love J-Hud, her last album, 
And I just rediscovered it at the airport uh, months ago, and it was so good. It's still so good. It still holds yeah, up. Yeah, there's a lot of good Jennifer Hudson music. Such good gems. Um, but Julia Michaels, guys, check her out. She's got a song called Make It Up To You. It's so good. And then, um, you know, just just divas uh, prop it up, popping up everywhere. Divas, I love divas. Like, okay. Guys, jet lagged, so jet lagged. I'm you losing said my you mind. wanted to shout out some divas and said and one diva, and then Julia said divas, Michaels. divas, divas okay. I love divas. <sighs> God, because I'm You going said crazy. divas, divas, I love divas. <laughs> Wait, can we cut that out? No. <laughs> nope. No. That's uh, uh, Shakespeare. So Shakespeare. Divas, divas, divas. I love divas. That's a real moment for you. I this is such a double standard. Like I say something uh, whatever. Whatever. What? What are you about to say? I say something that is just, you know, not a graceful sequence of words and I just you know for my own for my own as compared to who as compared to you and you that's because I, I landed you have to this is such edit. a classic dynamic <laughs> that you two have I, I said I, I texted you early in your podcasting careers I said you two are the Mary and Martha of Which, and then I thought it was like a biblical reference. It is a it biblical, is a biblical reference. reference. Oh no, no, no! First, I thought it was um like a like a radio, like a talk radio. No. Reference. I thought it was Mary Tyler Moore and some lady named no, Martha no. on that show. It's from the fucking Bible. Can bitch. you talk to us? Because you are, of course, a Bible scholar. A Bible scholar. Bible scholar. Mary and Martha. This is famous story of Jesus was going to go to Mary and Martha's house, and oh my who God. is Martha? She's just a lady. She's just a broad. All right. And um, and I will get them mixed up because it has been a while. But I believe uh, Mary is like, I'm just going to chill and I'm going to talk to to Jesus. This is fun. And Martha's like, no, we got to get the house ready. We got to like prepare. This is a celebrity. This is a person. We, I want to make I want to make this an event. I don't want this to just be us sitting around and talking out of our assholes. This like is Mary Magdalene. Be, no, this is a different Mary. There's a lot and, of Marys. And not even the Mary, the mother. Okay. No, 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 okay. no. This is a completely unrelated Mary. A third. Yeah. A Mary. third Mary. And so. And and then Jesus is like, ah, uh, 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 Martha, actually, Mary, your girl Mary, had it right. Ah, you should just you. Sh- I don't care. I don't care about the place settings. I want to talk to you. Wow. So I was right. Joel well, saying. and that's uh, where the the the, <laughs> the comparison goes awry. I think. But uh, I think I don't think so, Joel. I think no. it's good because there's the Bible. Yeah, because I think is- the Bible. Tells me so. But no, in the end, um, okay, so, and I misquoted Joel later on by saying that Joel called Matt the bull in the china shop and I was the shopkeep. Um, Which is, again, I think a fair. Because I think Matt just like wreaks havoc. Picture. We are a song of ice and fire. Yeah. And that is very true. Joel will have to decide. And I'm going to be very fair. I don't know judge. if that's, but see, I don't know if that is possible anymore because you because have. Because you've sabot- self sabotaged your own team. Absolutely. Your decisions are your decisions. No. If, if, if he's going to be unbiased, it's going to be because of things that you anything, did. So cease. Anything cease. prior to the show, which is on November 7th. The day after my birthday. I don't care about that, and neither does anyone. Let's just say that. Um. I, One year older. Okay, so I don't think anything prior to the show should be taken into account in the judging. That's all. I That's don't. Th- all. I won't be. Don't worry, it won't be. But it seems like it seems like. Don't it's, worry about it. The it waters. Won't be. The waters are muddy. Don't worry about it. You. It won't be. You know, I just can't imagine being you. <laughs> don't bring shit into my room if you don't want me to put it on my. 
bed. <laughs> Thank you. That was very Rajian. <laughs> very Rajian. Don't um, bring shit into my room if you don't think I'm going to put it on, on my, my bed. bed. Just these senseless aphorisms. But you, can you can you refute it? Can you? Okay. Okay. Give me give me a second. Give me a second. This is a podcast. Do you think people want to hear dead air while you li- while if you, you think? If you don't want me to bring shit into your room, no. You better house train me because I am a dog. What? That makes sense. No, it doesn't. I'm so no, jet lagged. I'm so yeah, jet lagged. Wow, you talk about nonsense. I don't know. I haven't. Oh my god. I'm all I'm gonna so say. Lonely. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm so lonely. All I'm gonna also say. All I'm gonna say. November seventh at eight thirty on the stage at Villain. I. Will be thrashing in the waters. But how much? How involved are you in these? Pro- I, aren't I judging Pat Regan and Chrissy Shackelford? Yes, absolutely. I, I think not... that we're just going to be truly merely figureheads for our team. Perhaps there will be an I don't think so, honey, up top between us to find out wh- whose the team will go toss, first or right. second. Mm-hmm. I um, would love some behind the scenes coaching. You know, I oh, definitely. I would, love, I would if you could do the, the production values up it a little bit. Maybe yeah. give us a. a I will be working scenes. with my girls. I will, I will be working with yes. my girls. And I will be working with my um, mix of genders, not even just two. So um, I just Wow, wanna... that seems like... Well, I don't know. You just like really gendered it. And so you sort yeah, of... Yeah, you brought the... that to the You table. sort of drew first blood. Um, Everyone is my girls. Okay, well, I just want to say that... Wow, actually now I think I'm going to be pre... I'm going to come in... Don't do this. ...anti-Matt instead of anti-Bowen. Okay. Why um, would you say preconceived. that? Uh, well, I mean... Uh, to be fair, I like I said, nothing should be taken into account before the show, but this is just If indicative. anything, now you're even. Sure. And this is just indicative of Matt's, um, the tenor of the conversation that Matt sets. And so I just want people to be very aware of that, that I am playing by the rules here, that I am bringing in a team um, that is very, very, very um, polished and tame and will not resort to low kicks. When Matt goes low, low you go high. I go high. And... Um, I do. This is what I meant to talk about earlier. The three of us are all very lonely. I the crispness in the air makes me want companionship. So I want us to make a pact on the record. That Nobody if, gets a boyfriend if we all don't get boyfriends. There you go. And it's self fulfilling, but it still works. Why are you pointing to me? I'm not pointing. I'm pointing at the the royal air, the royal we. Okay. <laughs> so the royal air. Now um, that's I the pact. I know. I'll never love again. Okay. Mm. I know I'll never love this way again. So I keep holding on. Joe, you, you gotta turn off Spotify. Turn off. You guys, the royalties on this I episode know. alone. Turn off this Julia Michaels track. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's time. I oh, think no. it's I think it's time. For I don't think so, honey. Oh. And this is our first <laughs> Two-time yeah, guest. last time I th- I feel like this is my first true. I don't think yes, so, honey. Because last, time, last time you made me come for a fucking city. We did locations, and you know what? Because famously, <laughs> you were going to move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> that was when that was happening. Oh my god! And we had just the most basic conversation about the differences between, between New York and New York LA. And, LA. <laughs> and I had to come for St. Louis, and since then I have traveled the nation. Yes, and I would say what city do you hate now? I would say Phoenix is maybe the worst place. I've okay. Ever been. That's okay, fair. cool. Well, um, a lot of friends who went to ASU who are not friends, but high school uh, classmates who went there. I bet you they're trash. They're trash. They're trash. They're. Uh, this is gonna be Bone Yang's. I don't oh, think so, honey, because um, he said he had one. Well, no, that was that was during the break. 
when these girls were being loud across the hall. Um, but I want to make, okay. Um, all right, all right, yeah, okay. Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey, and this time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, British Commonwealth countries where you drive on the left side of the fucking road and the right side of the fucking car? Bitch, do not turn my world, not upside down, but inverted? Inverted. I don't think so, honey. It, we, I almost got into many car crashes. I didn't do any of the driving. That was all my brother-in-law. God bless you, Brian. Thank you so much. Or I should say, um, uh, Adonai bless you. I don't know. He's Jewish. I'm not Jewish, but my, I'm a mensch. Um, I'm a goy mensch, and my sister's Jewish now, and I feel like I know some of the culture, but not all of it. So please 30 forgive me as this is a learning curve for me. I just want to turn this I don't think so honey around and just really talk about um my spiritual journey um and uh how I want to believe in God but I don't know 15 how seconds. to go about that and um I'm really glad and grateful that Australia was able and the and the driving on the side of the road sort of led me to this place spiritually I'm Five looking seconds. for a religion um if it's a cult fine that's a bonus it's more organ- it's more organized it's more that's, structured that's one minute okay yeah, what um, happened I'm jet lagged. I <laughs> swear to God, and English is not my first language. Need I remind you? <laughs> so, um, you know, the excuses are coming. The excuses that was are crazy. Fast and furious. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm coming off less than 24 no, hours. No, I will say, as a fellow traveler who's come back from Australia, it is the worst jet lag you it's can experience. So it's bad. awful. I felt insane for a week. It's, Get ready. Buckle up, it's bitch. Wild. No, damn it. And so I'm sorry, I'm listeners. Never going. Oh, and you know what? You know what was so nice? And this isn't me just like tooting the podcast horn or anything, but went to New Zealand and fucking like a bunch of people came in with recommendations of where to go. We have a lot of Kiwi listeners. Hello, everybody. Um, we have some Aussie listeners too. Really? Some great people just giving me recommendations for where to go. International turn people. up. International smile, Katy Perry. And, um, you know what? Uh, uh, shout out to um, Anthony in Brisbane, my my birth city. He gave me so many great recommendations. He told me to go to the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary where Beyonce rolls every time she's in Australia, where all the drag queens from Drag Race go when they're in Australia to hold the koalas. And it was such a life-changing experience. Koalas are my new favorite animal. And um, I do think so honey koalas. And kangaroos. Oh, I don't think so honey kangaroos, but th- that's for another one. That's for another episode. Kangaroos, they're dirty. They're the deer of Australia. They're the deer of Australia. They're and just so common. People don't give a shit about kangaroos. They and just go up and shoot them because Australia. you know why? They're they're overpopulated. And then if you don't, don't they got like three vaginas too? Something like that. But if you don't, uh, this our, our tour guy was saying, if you don't kill, don't they got like three vaginas too? <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the Spotify, Joe. Um, our tour guy was telling us if you, if if they don't population control the kangaroos and like straight up shoot They're them like in the rats. face, they like squirrels. Like the populations will fucking disrupt the food chain, and then they'll go extinct. It actually makes them more extinct to let their populations go unchecked. So they have to control the populations. Um, and um, those are these are solid tongue clicks. Okay, all right, Matt, it's your turn. Okay, this is Matt Rogers's. I don't think so, honey. Hopefully his will be more cohesive than mine. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey, koala bears. Yo, bitches trying to take my place. I see you in the arms of my man. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, koala bears. You ain't think you so fucking cute, little bitch. You can't fuck with Bowen. 
Because let me tell you something. I saw the oh look in his eyes God. and the glow in his face, and I've seen that look before. It was the first time he looked at me. He saw me at the sketch comedy show in college, and I was his koala then. And all you stupid bears, you little bears, marsupial ass bitch. Get out of here. Marsupial is a made-up genus. <laughs> Let me tell you something, koala bears. You're so good. Why don't you live in another continent? 15 seconds. What? Can't make it across the ocean? Guess what, bitch? You are low in the food chain. If I ever see you, I'll kill you. I don't care that you live. I'm a human being, and I stand atop the chain. And I spit on everyone below me. And that's one minute. How dare you? This is the one thing that's made me happy. In a I long love you, time. and you only belong to me, <laughs> no. and I'm your only friend. This you don't have a, koala friends. This is a prison. That's that. I, I love koalas so much. They don't know enough to love you back. I didn't. I didn't. They, mean, let me tell you something. I didn't used to have a favorite you, animal. You were holding that koala. I didn't grow up with a favorite that, animal. Bowen, you're back here now, and, now and this is your reality. Oh. Me. There's no koalas. You have me. I'm and I went out and now you know where you are. I'm actually crying. I'm so <laughs> emotional. They don't so exist tired. really to you. They're not part of your world. Oh, I am. No. I am your favorite animal. My jailer. My This jailer. is like I feel like I am watching something deeply upsetting <laughs> transpire. This is the power. This is Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> I don't okay. think so, honey. As time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers is I don't think so, honey's for the past several weeks. Whatever <laughs> happened to I don't think so, honey, being about the culture, bitch? I don't think so, honey. You coming in here with I don't think so, honey's about ripped jeans and some fucking bigot on the train? I don't think so, honey. How is that about culture? Oh. Come in here and play by your own goddamn rules. I don't think so, honey. You coming in here and just talking about any old thing in your day that bothers you. You created this form. You created the rules. You said something 30. in the culture. I don't think so, honey. You just coming in here and using your platform to complain about your days. Uh. These people come to this podcast to hear about culture. They he want to hear, and I don't think so, honey, about song, about dance, about acting, seconds. about television, about movies. I don't think so, honey, you talking about egg salad, about uh. koalas, about driving on the wrong side of the road or whatever shit you just spewed out in your I don't think so honey I don't think so honey the institution of I don't think so that's honey is being minute. dragged down by you two that's more than enough I want to let you know you have not Let's just insulted it. us Let's you have it. insulted Joe Firestone for it is she that discussed egg, egg salad. salad I know and actually and we had a great text conversation because I have <laughs> eaten an egg salad sandwich in a bolt bus bathroom because I was so ashamed to eat it that's, on the bus that's you a low filled. point how dare you come for us how dare you Fuck ever you. talking about jeans every time I hear your goddamn stinky asses oh, coming no. on this podcast stinky ass <laughs> I have a washed ass Bitch, a, a, a boat couldn't dredge you from the bottom of the fucking Hudson. Here she is. Don't Here you she is. Fucking. Here she is. She's awake. She, oh, she's awake now. Oh, my God. Talking about religion before. Not even a complaint, really. Just a request. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Guys. And you, oh. I am being so real and raw with our listeners. 
and you have seen me be so vulnerable before and i just i just want to say that um i wish my the two people sitting next to me could let their guards down and like that um, i let my guard down on a regular basis i tell everyone the most plain truths about myself you know what i will say this and this is this is true tea the three of us are very emotionally available yeah and um we're like gaping wounds yeah with legs we're just voids and just gashes gashes with no connective tissue between the fleshy walls of our fucking yeah of, of our okay now i'm 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 now i'm dipping back we got her back for a minute she's tired again we <sighs> are just 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 <laughs> You're not just oh oh bitch. Uh, I can see your sugar, your blood sugar drop. Oh my god. You're so tired. All right, maybe so, we gotta go. No, but okay. okay. But no, but listen. I don't want. The, I don't want to end the episode let's with end Joel. On this, You're entering a let's manic end on episode. My like Joel. Let's end on what I came here to do, which is please watch my Comedy Central special. You can check it out in the app now. Yes. You can yeah. pre-order my album Metal Minority. Out, out November 3rd. Out November 3rd. And on November 4th, <gasps> bitch, guess where you can come and see me and Bowen Yang. If Ooh. you live in Philly, bitch, you can come to the Good Good Comedy Theater. And Matt, you can come. What are you guys doing there? I'm doing. I'm headlining Good Good and oh. I asked Bowen to accompany me. And guess what, bitch? It is Bowen's birthday so I got a separate hotel rooms. You're oh, just you're finding no. us out now. Maybe I'll buy I'm, you a prostitute maybe i won't i don't know um, you should get a prostitute to get me a prostitute um i will say philly um if we're going to talk about like regional uh grinder responsiveness um was n- was like not that bad i'm excited to go to philly uh, you guys made it sound really fun the gay scene oh there. yeah that was i fun. love that their gayborhood is called the gayborhood the gayborhood or was, no literally not even a portmanteau it's called gay neighborhood right hpj yeah okay he hpj can I'm confirm excited. um so yeah so if you fun. live in philly Tell us, meet us out for Bowen's birthday. Meet us out for Bowen's birthday, and you know what? This head is out to Philly, and maybe you too can hook up with a producer of America's Got Talent, like Matt did when we <laughs> oh, went. Oh, that's right. And it, and you know what? <laughs> it was very fun. I had the whole bed to myself. Oh no, because so it was me, Matt, Sam Taggart, and Philip Markle who shared a room, and both Matt and Philip paired off with their own locals, and so Sam and I had. Our beds, our beds to ourselves and we just stayed up the whole night and talked like we were in the fifth grade at a sleepover it was really cute me and Sam that was a nice bonding moment for me and Sam mm. um, uh, maybe we'll, I will cancel the second room this sounds fun no yeah <laughs> I can just come over because I probably share won't. a prostitute no I think Philly we're gonna make this happen for both Bowen and I but yeah. Bowen takes priority because it's his birthday weekend uh, but also Joel is headlining at Good Good and so you know just if if you're gonna be a star fucker just do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it with Joel. You know, it's he's he's. Or you could do worse. You could do worse. Man, I really do think you should come. I don't think I can get you on the show, but I would. <laughs> you should just come. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need. Yeah, I think we need you there, Matt. We'll th- we'll talk about this. We'll think about. We'll this. talk about this off mic. I will have every man in Philly <laughs> and leave you both with nothing. <laughs> And also, oh, no, oh no, you know it. Oh, no. no, um, sexual walkabout in Philly. I think we we make that competitive, and bring in a third party judge. Okay, fourth party judge. Um, speaking <laughs> of judges, Joel will judge Cold War on November seventh. Um, check out his album. Check out his half hour. Check him out very soon. We won't root wait for me. Root for Joel. We won't wait very long <laughs> for another cool thing root for me to happen to Joel. 
Um, I'm sure of it. And meanwhile, he's just a little, little whimpering thing over there. What are you? What are you begging for? I just root for me. <laughs> we root for you. We do. I don't feel. I don't uh, feel. We are rooting, we are for, rooting you. for you. This has gone off the rails. <laughs> this is a full. I think ten minutes. We should post. just say so, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh wait, hold on. Let's just hear that track one yeah, more time. Yeah. Okay. Can we hear some come from away? I can't believe this plane got delayed. We'll never get back to America. And when I got deported, I found my heart with love. Oh, oh. The new album by Jen Colella. <laughs> Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.